Yo, what's going on? It's podcast number three. We got our guests in the house. I got Julian Quillen and I got Nick Nick Bro. We call him Nicky B. He's our water restoration man, man, man. Has he been busy, busy? Here we go. I got a what's little up, entry. Oh, little entry music for my buddy here. Here we go. Here we go. A river runs through it. So 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 what if you're sleeping in the middle of the night and you hear this, listen. I mean, oh man, I mean that thing hey, stuff's about to get call, real. I think I should call QCG water restoration and construction if I hear that. Ooh, look at here we go again. Is that my toilet overflowing? Is that my hot water heater bus? Oh, I'm sorry, Stephanie. Twenty four hours. It's not hour. a hot water heater, it's a water heater. Water your water, water. heater. Look, water. here we go again. I mean, That's if it's got some, if it got some turds in it, you might hear. That would be a category three, sir. Category three. Oh, good. Oh, there you go. That's Julian. And, uh, so, so okay. So, Julian, this is Julian's first week with QCG. Straight out of high school. Congratulations. He's the one making all the little background noise. Thank you. Yeah, he's about to, you know, hit the streets, hit the streets. So, Nick, you had a call recently. About this toilet overflow, right? That's the one that you signed up on Saturday. It was a uh, a leaky valve behind a shower. Um, they just bought the house in March of last year. They uh, have been living in it since, and they just started smelling musty smells and wanted to check it out. Had a plumber come out, found the leak, uh, and it went from there. I had to go. Over there and uh, and poke the walls and see you know how far the water went, where it went, how wet it was, to show what needs to come out. Now, first of all, let, let's get a little let's let's get a little recap. Okay, I'm Anthony Quillen. I own Quillen Construction Group. We have several entities under that category, um, and Nick is the main man that runs our water restoration division. Nick, tell us a little bit about you know your history and what brought you to the QCG family. Um. So I got eight years in experience um, in water restoration. Uh, I did 13 years in the oil field. Before that, uh, I got laid off when the economy got real bad. Uh, oil field slowed down. When you you know your barrels and gas get you know below a certain point, and everybody starts losing their jobs. So I had to find something else that I liked, and you know can put the same amount of effort and love into. Uh, into something that you do because I mean I feel like if you if you don't love what you do then it's a job and I've said that time and time again but uh for water restoration I got into it and you know I instantly fell in love with it you know just helping people you know it's it's I feel like if you uh if you can provide a service for somebody that you know that that it does them some kind of good you know and, and it helps them in any kind of way I think that's I think that's awesome and uh it's definitely something that people should not be afraid of you know if I mean if something happens like that, you know, your, your toilet overflows or, you know, your water heater busts and your ceilings collapse or your hurricane or whatever, you don't, don't be scared to call somebody to help you out. I mean, don't, you know, try to hurry up and think that you can clean it up and it's gone and that's, and that's it. Oh man. And you know, the worst is, you know, is, and I get it, man, because it's terrifying having somebody come in your house and about to wreck your whole house, you know, and it, it, it does suck. Um, but for me personally, I feel like, you know, if something gets wet and you don't properly take care of it. You know, especially poo-poo water, man. You get poo-poo water in your house, you understand, that's sewage. Yep. Just because it came out your butt or your whatever doesn't mean it's technically good stuff. 
oh man, well, that's just our poo water, you know, we can handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets, you know, the problem is, especially with baseboard and shoe molding, it gets underneath that baseboard and shoe molding and it's trapped. It doesn't right. matter what you did. And then that baseboard and shoe molding, a lot of that stuff is not even real wood. It's like yeah. cardboard. Not only that, you got a lot of people that don't realize that your sheetrock stops about a half inch before <clears throat> your, your flooring or your slab or whatever you have. Right. So you always have that little gap. The baseboard is basically just to cover that gap. Right. Uh, and you, you, a lot of people don't realize that once it goes under the baseboard, it can travel into the next room, into the next, you know, your bathroom or your living room or your your, your bedroom, who whatever. Or or, or that was the, the case with this lady. It traveled through her wall under her ba- uh, under her baseboard into her next bed or master bedroom, and now all her floors are buckling up. The floors got to come out because they're you know. They're, it, but it's not only that though too. It also wicks up the walls. Yes. Now. Yes. Her her situation is not poo water. It's it's it's, it's clean. It's it was cl- a clean water source. Um, but it has been sitting there for longer than five days. So, um, water restoration. You think you have a thing called dwell time. So dwell time is how long moisture sits in that one area, and if it sits past a certain amount of hours or time, then it it, it goes up in category, and that's more stuff you're gonna have to take out. Right. Right. And I mean, I mean, the thing is too, like what people don't understand is the wicking part that, you know, I've seen it with some flooded houses that the house may have had six inches of water, but the wa- the wa- the wet, the wetness is like four, four feet up, four feet up. You know, and it's so funny because they had that old song, wiki, 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 whatever. Mm. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, whatever that song. <laughs> he mentioned wick, wicking in the walls. The first, I started singing that in my brain. to make you jump, jump. <laughs> so I got a question. She got you. So if like the house floods, like a couple inches of water inside of the house, do you have the gut four feet up? Typically, I typically I would because of what your dad said just now is the wicking. You have a um, typically in water restoration. So if you get let's say six inches in your house, you go two feet from that six inches, and if you get readings above that two feet, you would go another foot or another mm-hmm. two feet. So it, 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 I mean. If if I if I had a flooded house that got that got wet up to two feet, I would just automatically take four, because you would go two feet from that affected area, that where you can you 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 remove any wicking that you may you know that you come across. <clears throat> so like when you get like a foot of uh, a foot of water inside your house, you gotta get the everything. Yeah, pretty Stress much. Up. I mean, um, if you get a foot, depends on how long. Yeah, the water sat there too, because then it, it, you got a wicking process. So. If the water sat for like two weeks, it may have wicked six feet up the wall. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it depends on atmospheric conditions and all that. Right. Now, if you catch it right away and it's clean water, depending on how dry in place, it depends on how the saturation. Though, you know, if it was only like say a quarter of an inch of water and it, you got it right out, minimal was saturated through the building materials and you can dry it out. But if it sat there and soaked for a period of time, no matter if it's clean or whatever, you're gonna have to pull it out. You just got to see right. that the tech that. Except for tile, well, yeah, well depending on tile, de- depending on, oh, uh, you the, the job that me and you, that me and you did, yeah, we used um, that pressure washer thing. Yeah, we we left it there on the sole face that we uh we pressure cleaned the tile and and disinfected it all because the, the customer didn't want to take it out. Um, so in a, in a category three situation, you would typically remove anything that that affected water or liquid touched. Period. Now, um, I mean, in, in some cases, the insurance company will approve uh, just basically pressure cleaning and disinfecting like we did, you know, and that, and that just that takes it, it takes care of 
of any removal that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because because tile floors are, are permeable like cement, so you can dry through that. Gotcha. Right. I mean, there's times where like that. We'll see grout. Grout will definitely seep, let water seep through. So if you have pockets under the tile, you can get water pockets. So definitely for Category 3 uh, water loss, it's always a, a huge debate with insurance companies because they'll say, well, no, you didn't have to remove the tile. You could have pe- pressure cleaned it. So Category 3 is like toilet water. It's like basically sewage. Yeah, Category category 1 is clean water. Something like, you know, like if you let your sink run for too long and it overflowed. Or if it's coming from your supply line from your toilet. Now, just because it goes to your toilet, a lot of people like to say, oh, Category 3, everything's got to come out. No. So if your supply line is leaking, that's clean water going to the bowl of your toilet to fill it up, to flush mm-hmm. it. So it's 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 clean water. Mm-hmm. You know? But if it comes from the bowl itself, like the toilet bowl, like if it comes out of the bowl, then it's, con- then it's Category 3 because then it's feces. You ever had to clean up like other people's shit? <clears throat> a few times, a few times. There's been a, a couple of times where I had a house in, in New Orleans, actually in New Orleans East, where it was a backup. They had some tree roots in their sewer line, and every time they flushed their toilet, it filled up with uh, toilet paper and wipes and whatever else they used to wipe their behind. Got to bring, you got to bring the snow shovel. It, it was, it was a snow shovel, and I was shoveling <laughs> it into. That was when you worked with us, or like no, that was no, no we have no, not that scoop shit yet. Oh. That was another company. Uh, Actually, the company that I started working for, um, Water Restoration, was a a plumbing company, a well-known plumbing company, and they opened up a water restoration division because it's it goes hand in hand. You know, you got people toilet overflows. I got to come unstop your toilet, and while while I'm there, let me hit the button, send my water guy to you, and we can make more money. People don't understand, bro. Like, I live and breathe business, and. I feel like QCG is going to be one of those well-known companies, man. Uh, we on our way for sure. Oh, bro, look. <laughs> While everybody's just got this, uh, and look, we, we got the idle work on our mind, don't get me wrong, but, you know, that's like, what, three, four more months, and that's all over with. We're already doing some big things with, with advertising. We've got some things that we're trying to plan out. We're going to have meetings all this week about it. But uh, I only brought that up because you said well-known, you know, and I'm I'm just uh, excited, excited that you're on the team, but... I really think it's cool because Julian's asking some questions. I mean, I think anybody listening will probably have the same kind of questions. So it's good at what you're asking because a lot of people don't understand the whole technicalities behind what water restoration is and how it works. And the biggest thing people say, oh, man, you know, they did a water restoration job. It was like $15,000 and they just gutted stuff. No, it was coming in there and testing all your materials. You equipment. You got to. Yeah. It's, well, it's all the testing to see yeah. what water levels were where. Then we have to produce. I mean, the amount of pictures you take it takes is a lot of time. Oh, it does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's anywhere from a hundred to two, three hundred sometimes pictures of of each each job. We we have about maybe ten minutes. This is just a quick podcast uh, because Nick's got to get going. Um, but real quick, man, just a quick summary, just so whoever's listening to this, so they can learn about water restoration. What are the what what just just outline it from. Your initial site visit. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do two things first. Let's do. Uh, well, let's let's run through three and let's do like three minutes each one, as fast as you can. Yeah, and I also got another question too. So wait, hold on. That we're gonna do clean water, mm-hmm. which would be a fridge line break, toilet break, mm-hmm. and hurricane work. Now, hurricane work. I want you to implement on how water comes through mm-hmm. the walls and right. the ceilings, and right. why does that have to be gutted? So let's run through those three real quick so we can wrap this up. 
All right, so uh, so category one, I mean, like you said, it's typically your clean water. Um, a lot of that could be dried in place, depending on the wicking or the how long it sat. Um, let's say if it happened last night and I got to you, you know, today or to the next day, um, within that twenty-four to forty-eight hour period, and it's uh, it's still kind of wet, whatever it had to be, you know, vacuumed up or whatever, or extracted out of your carpet or flooring or whatever it may be. Um, that would all it, it would be. It would just be extraction disinfecting and drying in place uh category two which is like your gray water your wash and dryer um you know things like that um typically depending on the amount of areas affected is where your where your categories are going to kind of slip in um let's say if it's um if it's gray water and it comes out of your 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 washing machine um depending on how far it got how long it sat there um, typically it would be a category two. Um, there's some things that you may have to take out. You may have to make a flood cut, you know, which is six inches to a foot roughly. Um, you can just get away with cleaning it and drying it in place. Uh, and that's pretty much it for a category. And, two. and real quick, I'm, I'm going to say this as a contractor side of it. Those flood cuts are a nightmare because, you know, depending on how high you go with that flood cut, mm-hmm. whatever texture is on that drywall, you got to now like match it. And it's not just like, Oh, I got. I can look at the wall and say, "Oh, my gun here, my my texture gun has a, a setting for this particular one, and we're just going right. to spray that." Like you have to fan it, mm-hmm. so customers have to understand. Well, not on your end, but you know, for the putback side. Yeah, and you know, that's just the other part that we've had. And that's and that's another thing, guys, is that we are a one stop shop. We do it all. Um, we we remove it, dry it, disinfect it, clean it up, and put it back for you. You can get you back to normal. But uh, back to what I was saying, category three um, would typically be, you know, like your your toilet overflows, mm-hmm. uh, your floods coming from an outside source, um, rising water, uh, wind-driven rain, uh, and it goes to hurricanes. Um, you know, that wind-driven rain and that roof leaks or, you, you know, tree fall on your house and you got rain coming in straight inside. You know, that's all outside source. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, typically if it comes from above, on a category three, let's say for a hurricane. So you got some roof damage, you know, you got, you got stuff leaking in, into your roof. If it, anything that comes from above and it has to pass through building materials, such as insulation, framing, you know, just anything that's, that has to, that passes through inside of your walls. I mean, you never know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling people dirty or anything like that, but you know, typically you know, people have mouse problems or roach problems or whatever. That's all inside your walls. So if that water is passing through, the insulation, you know, the rat droppings, whatever, whatever may be inside your wall mm-hmm. that's contaminating that water before it gets to that stopping point. So that would category, uh, categorize it as a category three and it would have to come out anything that it touches. Yeah. But if you have rat, like rat droppings in your wall, don't you got to call like a pest control? I mean, that would be something else for somebody, you know, to, to look into, if, especially like termites or something. Like typically a lot of the times when we remove walls, we, we reveal that people have termite damage. So yeah, yeah, I've customer, seen that. Yeah, you have to tell your customer, look, man, you got a termite problem. Might want to get that addressed before it gets too worse. Yeah, and my question, uh, so like, say, like, somebody's like pipe bust and it floods their home. Why they're like, and they come home and they got like a few inches of water throughout their whole house, and they call y'all like, say this happens in the middle middle of the night. How y'all get the water out the house? So we would typically have an extraction unit, which is basically an industrial side shop out back um we'd bring it to your house uh extract all the water out of your flooring carpet you know whatever the, the case may be and um get it all up to where it would be easier to dry i mean you typically you could leave it there you know 
and and and, and try to dry it like a pond, but it's gonna take forever. So you'd have to get all that that stand, <laughs> standing water. I never heard. I never heard dry it like a pond. That's you, that's, you know that's, I mean? like, that's you know what I mean. Not dry like a pond. Say, but, bro, we could dry like a pond. You're, <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Like it just it just kind of sits there. Yeah, so any like, kind of freestanding you water. Go back you in the be. house. Say like the house has like a couple feet of water in it. And they want to like have it fixed immediately. Like, how you get the water out? Like, um, that would be a a, a twenty four hour emergency service, uh, and we do provide that as well. Um, so basically, at you know two three in the morning, you wake up to you know take a pee, get something to drink, whatever. You're stepping in you know water when you get out of your bathtub. I mean your your, your bed, <laughs> your, be, your, be, your bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then um, hey, the the worst part is when you hear stuff like you know you say you what you're saying is if you hear this right like when you when you hear this noise yeah yeah that'd be the noise right there yeah you, you hear that taking a pee, like i know that ain't my stream right you look under you i leave the water, water pouring out from underneath the sink you're sitting there like man this is this is getting real bad man it sound like a waterfall got niagara falls in my house right if y'all ever hear that sound you know who to call that's right not ghostbusters either UCG. One last thing before we wrap this up, man. One of the biggest water restoration jobs that we've been doing, well, type of jobs. We just got, you know, a regular call the other day because we haven't been really advertising. We're still the new kid on the block. We opened, well, Nick has now gone on nine years of experience. Uh, me and Jason, uh, my project manager, we're both uh, certified uh, IICRC. And, um, you know, but the company itself, uh, we figure we want to be a one-stop shop. We uh, we have many customers that we have serviced in that one-stop shop spectrum, and they had I can't tell you how many times they've told us it, it was an awesome experience. And we're still going through gr- growing pains. I mean, you know, we haven't perfected a lot, but we have done very well with uh, building our um, our platform in house and and how we run things. And we have a full Matterport system that we come into a Matterport of your house and. Yeah, that Matterport's pretty cool. It's basically like a, a Google. Yeah, how does that work? Like, Eric comes in and shoots a shoots a Matterport with the Matterport camera. Basically, so like creates he, a 3D walkthrough of the house. So you walk through the house with the big ass screen, like looking like a box, like a box TV. Yeah, basically, it's a uh, it's a little small camera system set up on a tripod. It rotates and actually gets every shot of your house. Basically, gives you a Google Earth view. Of inside your house. Yeah, but like you just set it in the middle of like the living room. Yeah, you set yeah, it yeah. into different. I mean, you'd have to do like a couple of different snaps in, you know, in that same but area. Dude, but dude, let me tell you something. I mean, with us going through the immense amount of stress from that hurricane, because our whole area got hit. Yeah. My, our team, like QCG, learned how to do a lot of really cool stuff. Like we did, you know, we, we learned how to do Xactimate. We learned how to do the Matterport. We learned how to use our Mika software that we, we've been paying money for. Right. And it was really cool because, um, you know, we learn, we learn, um, you know, we learn, we learn quite a bit. And uh, that, that that was a big task, man, in the middle of the stress. And one thing I did as the owner is I backed, and I know that I got some people that text me and they were pissed because I couldn't get back to them. But I wasn't going to sit here and just think about money. You know what I mean? Like I had to think about the well-being of my team. And we, we backed away from a lot of jobs. Like, we, we referred it a lot of work out, but we had to because the customers we had, we had to service them. And at the same time, we had to learn a whole process. And on, t- on top of doing our own homes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's what sucked the most because people, like, I had another friend reach out to me for to tell like, man, you stressing out. I'm like, dude, my house got messed over, my grandma, my mom, all my neighbors, my friends. So it was like you were dealing with all those juggling balls, and you had to – 
look at all the other people that were calling you and then you know your names on the line and it is what it is man you wasn't gonna make everybody happy you know it's always gonna be the case yeah there's always gonna be a few people you can't get to but i mean you know but but real, real quick because i know you got to go to an appointment but but two minutes i mean when it comes to hurricane stuff and we're going to recap on this on another podcast a lot a lot of people homes got demoed uh or gutted completely for one as after the hurricane the roof was damaged and we had a bunch of rain it's funny because hurricanes come in august and every time there's a hurricane in august you got rain it's a, it's a rainy season still so like the hurricane hit people's roofs exposed and here comes rain clouds and then rain coming inside their house right yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, just what two two days after Ida, we had another rainstorm come through, and everybody got twice the rain that we got for the. Oh, hurricane. it happens like that all the time. Happens like that in Lake Charles, man. It's like, you know, I think fifty percent of the projects that we did, if their houses would have been covered immediately after the storm, which is impossible unless the insurance companies put something together, which I think they should. Um, you know, have some sort of contracts with large roofing companies. Where okay, after the storm comes, look. We're going to pay y'all to go tarp all our roofs for our clients so that you don't have this much. I mean, it's kind of putting my own foot in my mouth, right? Because I make money off the work. But, hey, I mean, it definitely is going to save a lot of money. Right. Well, I mean, there was a lot of customers that we that we, uh, that we we tarped their roof, like, right after the storm that, that, that were good. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people that, no, no, we're going to wait. We're going to try to find somebody cheaper or whatever the case may be. And their house got well because people because people thought it was going to be five hundred bucks to get on their steep roof to, to tarp and it's like well, a can I got I got I got liabilities for that but I mean right. you know real quick though because that's what I'm fighting with my insurance company is my water came through the walls and the roof mm-hmm. and like for my kitchen for instance they're trying to say oh that's, we're just going to pay you for detach and reset I'm like nah partner that that that's category three water loss that came through building materials mm-hmm. you know and and my cabinets didn't look like super destroyed but you could see the water on them. And I knew I could have dried them in place, but man, until we got those cabinets out of my house, that's when my house really stopped stinking. Right. Well, I mean, typically, you you could have, yeah, you probably could have dried it in place, but at the same time, once once wood swell gets wet and swells, it could dry all day long. It's not gonna unswell. Yeah, it's already swollen up and it's splitting and whatever. So I mean, you can't expect somebody to put that back in your house like you said detach no, and reset. No. You know you, you okay, yeah, you're going to you're going to pay for me to detach my my cabinets and that's cool, but you're going to pay me to have my same swole up water <laughs> yeah, cabinets like, put back on my wall. Yeah, and like it, it came through building materials like I, and I mean, man, my my house didn't have power for 4 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for a couple of weeks we had the generator running and I got the house down about 78, but it was still miserable in there yeah, with it humidity. Was still hot, humidity and I mean, that's another thing people don't uh, don't realize either is that when I come to your house, I'm going to take atmospheric readings as well as moisture readings. Right. And the atmospheric readings is, you know, the temperature and relative humidity inside your house. Right, right. This it's just basically level water levels in your air. Right. You know. Well, hey man, this is about this is the we're gonna recap on this one. This is uh we're gonna you know again listen if you hear this type of noise, you know that you need to call Nick with uh, QCG up, water restoration. It's making it rain. That's right, Jay. You back or what? I'm back. Oh, Jason came. He just I'm about to go back on the road. He just yeah, walked in. Just came in to give me some tums. <laughs> I came in get some. I came in get some of them sixlets off of. Uh, Dude, I drank a coffee this morning. She got my fucking inside burning. Yeah, one of them little Bobby Boys coffee or what? I don't want that. I don't know what to do with myself? <laughs> well, hey, we we it's uh a cute shirt man, I like that. Yeah, he looks good today, huh? Project Mailer. He even, he even put his label on his shirt. He didn't wear the Barney clothes today. You gotta let the taco meat hang out a little bit, bro. 
now you look like a real real Look guy. like Hector then. Yeah. With his little Nevis. tribal tie. <laughs> who y'all talking about? Who? My grandpa. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we uh we welcome Julian, our special guest today. He he has some really good questions about water restoration. Yeah, yeah. I like the, I like the fact that he's chiming in. Yeah, I mean, hey, that people gonna have those same kind of questions and all that, and it was really cool that he he was given a perspective on like say the owner or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. All right, y'all. Well, y'all have a good one, man. Thank you for tuning into podcast number three. Nikki B's gonna be around, and uh, yeah, baby. If anybody you know has any questions or whatever, message us. You know, and and he'll be definitely on the ones and twos to 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 give you some answers. The ones and twos. All right, y'all have a good one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to shut. We got to leave him out with our uh, our, 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 our our. All right, y'all. Out. Here you go. Look. Yes. Stay yes. tuned for podcast number four. Peace.